my vows, my wedding vows. Um, Trash. Um, first off, you and I both know mine were way better. Look, now you got me all hyped up. My blood pressure's raising. <laughs> I hate you. Welcome to Chicken Adobo for the Soul, where two siblings talk about life like they know what they're doing. I'm Rachel. And I'm Terrence. Been a while. It has, actually, yeah. We are in a different place today. Oh, yeah, actually, hey, it's my place. Yeah, we are up in the city at his condo, very relaxing, his man cave kind of serene place. Sure, I guess if you want to put it that way, this is literally like... (laughs) I was sugaring it. <laughs> oh, you don't have to. It's actually like really messy. Uh, I have all sorts of crap uh, all over the place. Like there's random books and stuff I need to throw away on this table that we're recording on yeah. right now. Yeah. This is my dining table of that can barely seat four. But also his junk table. We we briefly talked about that. Oh, yeah. Everybody has a junk drawer and he has a junk table. Yeah. Because since my place is so small, it's like a tiny little condo in the city. Um, I don't really have many drawers no room to put a table slash console slash whatever that has drawers. So there's not an opportunity for me to collect trash somewhere else except for my table. I mean, if you're not using these weights. Yeah, no, no, I do. And no, <laughs> those stay. If you want all that kitchen stuff on the weights, you can take those. That's fine. That GoPro, I was supposed to like give that to a friend, but then he was like, eh, yeah, maybe next time. Um. <laughs> My wine rack behind you, that's absolutely essential. That stays. Yeah. You know, but uh, everything else is a little bit of clutter here and there, but it's... It's a great place. Everything fits. More or less, yeah. Yeah, everything fits. It's good It's design. a great Thanks. place. It's very homey. Thanks, homie. Oh, I see what you did there. Uh, yeah. So how you been? Uh, I've been great, actually. I started getting ramped... I'm getting ramped up for the start of the semester at the Naval Academy. Yeah. Yeah, and it's wild. I mean, honestly, like I am like very, very, very happy to to be there because I feel like this is where I am meant to be. This is where I should be, absolutely. And I'm not just saying this because I know that. Yeah, yeah. I'm not just saying this because I know some of my coworkers are listening, but at the same, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh. No, that's really why you're saying it. it's actually it's funny because I've never had to make that consideration. I never had to think about it until people started asking. Oh, I heard you had a podcast. Ooh. Yeah, that definitely changes the mood. It sometimes. does changes some things for me, but at the same time, like this is like still an unfiltered, supposed to be right, an yeah. unfiltered uh, view into our lives. And yes, no, I'm super excited, super stoked to be there because I've always wanted to be an academic from the very get go. Yeah, the military was never plan A. It just kind of worked out so you're the, glowing i know yeah like pregnant lady glowing uh sure <laughs> i uh, i thought maybe like opium addict glowing but yeah oh okay yeah, we, yeah that, we can that's, do that that's a thing too that's know. fine yeah so uh preparation what's when does the semester start next week this, yeah this coming monday <gasps> in two days are you like are you nervous i'm a week ahead, i'm a week ish ahead a little over a week ahead in lectures Good. and i'm still cranking out uh slides as i go so i my goal is to be three weeks ahead Okay. Um, and honestly, it's gonna be a little bit of a struggle. I mean, not a struggle, but a challenge. Like finding the time to keep getting ahead. But I need to know. I need to be at least three weeks ahead before I start getting assignments back, papers, and all that. You this know. is where the fun starts. Uh, sure. Yeah. And like, I'm not no lie. I'm super nervous about being in front of well, twenty midshipmen at a time, twenty students at a time. Right. 
because the last time I was ever in front of a big audience like this, quote unquote big, was on the ship. That was over a year ago when I was doing like meetings or training other sailors how to do things. But that's the thing. Like it was a lot of those conversations, like I mentioned before, right, are one way. I'm telling people to do things in a very particular uh, particular way. There's, it's ABC and that's it. But now I'm teaching them ideas and concepts and ways to connect all these seemingly different threads together. And that requires a very different kind of thinking yeah. You have to try. I think when I was going through my education classes, what I liked were, um, and I don't even want to call them methods because I don't actually think, but I, I like watching others um, try and pull those discussions. The light bulb moment? Yeah. No, not necessarily. But like, you know, you have a class and it's pretty quiet. And I guess I should say I've, I've never taught a class. Um, not I, yet. Not yet. They, I, we do like, there was a semester where we were learning lesson plans and putting together and we had to execute it. But like trying to pull the info from these nervous, maybe shy students and you're kind of helping them connect those dots. I think that that's really exciting. Yeah, no, I, and I'm excited to just see that happen and then get to know the students too. Cause that's a big part of like my leadership philosophy. And like when I, when I'm on the ship and operating in that environment, I, I want to get to know who the hell I'm working with. Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of relationship I want to cultivate with these students that are going to be in my classroom. They're not peers, right? But they are people who I will be spending a significant amount of time with. So I would like to understand motivations, where you're from, what you do, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I'm, yeah. St- I'm, I mean, you know, people can say, oh, we're friends on Facebook and that either means a lot or it means nothing, but I, yeah. I think it means a lot, but I'm friends w- on Facebook with some of my professors from college and I love it. And I think that's also part of like some people's pedagogy, right? Or how yeah. they, how they teach. So it's, it's a style worth exploring or worth, worth sharpening. I'm so excited. Uh, yeah, me too. So anyway, excited. no. So you, though, however, comma, you're also going back into the academic environment. I understand that you just got a job at your yeah, alma mater. I did. So um very, very excited for this. And I do try and kind of I don't want to get too excited. I want to reel myself back. But essentially what's happened in the last couple of weeks is um, I've been applying to colleges um, just to sort of, you know, I come from an education background and I spent a lot of time in operations in an office environment. So for me, and just trying to not be so stressed about work, but I thought, what's a great environment um, to blend those two? And so I started applying to colleges, admin assistants or office manager positions. Um, so I did land a position for the athletics department at Marymount. I haven't started yet, but I am very, very excited. Um, I'm excited to learn my new responsibilities and tasks that I need to do. But I think the first step is I'm very excited for the progress I'm making. Yeah. No more, hey, my towels are too hard. Or, hey, housekeeping didn't clean my my bed. (laughs) Or, hey, um, my neighbor's weeds are growing into my fence. No more of that. Yeah. Because right now it's just progress, and that's you know I was I was texting John John, and I was just had a moment when I was texting. I was like, God, I'm actually way more excited than I thought, and I just can't wait. Because this is such a sea, uh, like a sea change, right? Or it's mm-hmm. a, a massive shift in in not just career path, but perspective, I guess, right? Because yeah. this is something you're you're taking a step towards what you've really wanted to do all this time mm-hmm. instead of kind of getting pigeonholed into a field that you ha- you just happen to have a lot of experience in. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I just I just can't wait. I'm excited. And I don't know. I'm I'm absolutely that's actually what I told the talent recruitment specialist, I guess is what it is. Like um and we were chatting and she had asked, she goes, "So, okay, so where do you see yourself in 5 years?" And I straight up said, um, I'll be honest with you. I don't know what I want to be when I grow up, but I'm looking forward to finding out what that is with you. Oh. And she quoted it about two weeks later. So nice. it tells me one, okay, yeah, you were listening to me. <laughs> but That's awesome. That's awesome. I, she said what you gave me was a level of honesty mm-hmm. that is just a very positive, um, pleasant character. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what we need here and i said look you know i it's when i gave my notice my my current supervisor had said well are you going to be teaching and i think i'm going to get that a lot Mm -hmm. because i'm going to i have to say no but it's i'm honing in on the progress being made that's good because that is eventually i I, i'd like to see you get to that point eventually because that had always been plan a yeah, and I think over time, and I don't think we actually ever spoke about this, but I think my plan has sort of changed. I know oh, okay. that I know I'm supposed to be involved in education. Mm-hmm. I know I'm supposed to be involved with students. Um, I, I'm looking more into being an advisor um, because I had a fantastic advisor while I was at Marymount. I see. Okay. And the reason I say that is because when you're a student and you're um you know, and you're going in there tunnel vision. I'm here to take the classes, mm-hmm. whatnot. But for me, I was a commuter. I was working actually when I started Marymount, I was still working part time at the restaurant and full time at the hotel and full time student. Oh, geez. So, what my advisor did for me as a person, I often forget to think about everything. I'll probably think about 80%, but she got to help me plan my semesters, but then also think about that remind me of the other 20%. She, I would say, okay, I really want to take this class. And she'd say, are you sure you do have to wake up at 7am for that morning shift? And I want to do that for students. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of um, really in the early stages of that. So okay, good. Um, but I, I do know that I'm supposed to be in education. And I know I'm supposed to be helping students. I just haven't figured out what. Well, I mean, you're looking to eventually kind of like be some sort of academic therapist or at least yeah i mean it's it's guidance right academic advising yeah but that's kind of a, a nice little spin to it yeah you know like identifying where trouble spots might be where the students anxieties might lie or i don't know something about fears probably yeah, yeah. Which, oh, good wow. segue. oh good segue i'm getting better at this <laughs> yeah so this episode we're talking about fears um kind of an open huge topic not for you. Okay. Just kidding. I, I'm terrified of things. <laughs> okay. I'm yeah. glad, glad we cleared that oh. up. Uh, no, I, and a, a huge topic as in yeah. we could pretty much talk about anything, not really weighted like the last few personal topics. But oh, yeah. Yeah. They've been pre- we've had some pretty uh, heavy hitters lately, yeah. actually. Like they're pretty, uh, pretty there, there's a lot of gravity to them. Yeah. You know, but I think that's also, it demonstrates some range. And Absolutely. And I think that's very important to have. So. Absolutely. And now we're talking about something, um, even though it's fears, but talking about something a little lighthearted. <laughs> 500 bucks <laughs> says that when you get home later tonight and you're going to bed, <laughs> you're going to be thinking about all the scary things that have come up here. Yeah. Especially the stuff you just showed me. Like, <laughs> my God, man. Uh, I'm a, I've said this before. I'm a very, um, naturally a nervous person. Superstitious. Um, Sure. Oh, we're yes. getting into that. Don't worry. 
Um, yeah. So we uh, we wanted to just talk about fear. It's kind of keep it a lighthearted topic, um, which I think is great because so yeah, John John said he's scared of everything. Oh no, I have no fear. That's actually the yeah no that's that's an well, you objective can, fact. You can you do get scared. I get startled. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's a very classy way of saying No, you're an asshole. That's what it is. That's really the bottom line. Sorry. When, when John John lived with us, which by the way, he's not living with us anymore. Thank God. Um, I would come home. I And you know what? Like, I'm just a nervous person. So I know not to, not to face away from a door. Um, there was no other way for me to set up the room. But I saw that as an opportunity to scare him every day I got home. Did I take advantage of it? Absolutely. You wait in front of the bathroom for me to come out. Yeah. And then just like, you know, jump scare and yell at me. And hey, then don't what the hell do you expect me to do? <laughs> I remember like, that. that's why I left because I was at a constant state of panic at your house. <laughs> you know, you can't be entirely mad at me. Marcus didn't stop it. He thought it was funny too, probably. That's why. <laughs> Like, I, I can't blame him. No, I, I will say when asshole. I was standing in front of the bathroom, he was playing video games. He's like, babe. Okay. Because <laughs> he's like, are you serious? almost stopped him. Like, are you serious? Like, why, why, why must you do this? You know, he's, he's, you're, he's already going to die before you anyway. Why shorten, yeah. shorten his life anymore? Your reactions, though, are so funny. Wow, get out of here. They were awful. They're just like, ah. <laughs> yeah yeah hang on well I, I can't remember what animal it is that like uh there there's an animal where if you scare it or if you startle it it'll just like absolutely stiffen up and just fall it's down goat. it's a goat it's a goat yeah that's right yeah they just stiffen up and then they they fall over and then they play dead <laughs> or they're stuck there for a few seconds yeah that's what it feels like a lot i of the can't time. wait for halloween because we love to do those like set up halloween trails sure yeah yeah. We'll see you there. No, nah, it's cool. I'll be in the city. I'll be having fun <laughs> in the city, like with uh, very scantily clad witches and nurses. Wow. Yeah. I mean, uh, if if the COVID <laughs> thing kind of lightens up, right? If everything starts getting better. If it immediately stops. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Just like everybody says. <sighs> uh, let's stray away from the okay, yeah, hot yeah, topics. Yeah, yeah. But if, if, if the scene becomes a lot more vibrant, then yeah, I will be, you know, out and about and enjoying. Yeah. yeah. The nurses. The, the scary, nurses. the scary, the, the scary, scary things that are out there uh-huh. on Halloween. I'm evening. sure they'll protect you. Anyway. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, John John does uh, startle easily. I do startle easily, yeah. Um, but yeah, there are fears across the board. Um, fear of spiders, fear of heights. I'm afraid of heights. Um, I'm surprised you fly. The, yeah. the heights and flying is usually tied together. There's always like that sudden, like a little pit in my stomach and I can feel it, mm-hmm. um, especially when you take off or when you land. That's f- the landing one can be jarring. Yes. Yeah. Because it, it's it's an impact. right? Yeah. But the takeoff, I think, mm, here we go. That's We're taking off and we'll go back down. You feel that, that, that like kind of small jump in your yeah. stomach though, right? when you take off. That's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Spiders. Yeah. Uh, I don't like things that jump. So, so I don't like crickets. Um, we used to get a lot of crickets in the basement mm-hmm. at the house, at the old house. And um, I remember waking up one of my sisters who was taking a nap on the couch. And I was like, dude, really have to use the bathroom. Can, there's a cricket in the bathroom. Can you go get it? She's like groggy, walks into the bathroom, comes back out, eyes open. She goes, I don't know, man. That's a really big one. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. 
Yeah. That's so, awful. um, I, but yeah, I, what John John was alluding to earlier is yeah, I am definitely more, um, I guess not really superstitious, but I do have a lot, I have a longer list than just being startled. Oh, that's okay. I, I have my own set of fears too. And you will, we'll get to them as we move forward here. But, yeah. You know, it fears are natural. Fears are normal. Everybody's got them. Right? Oh Yeah. You know, it, either it's like something that was baked into you as a child or it's something that you developed later because, you know, life, <laughs> I guess, right? Life happens. And yeah. then some things just become big no-nos. Yeah. Like psychological no-nos. Yeah. Like ghosts. We can jump into that. Oh, yeah. No, ghosts are not real, Rachel. No, I believe in them. Wow. And I think that they're real. Okay. I have to agree with you. So, you know, the fears of what you grew up with as a child. I think that I was told as a kid, you know, don't go down the hallway. There's a moo, you know, which is um, mm-hmm. the ghost in the Philippines. I, you know, I was just scared of that. Maybe that's why I'm a nervous Nancy all the time, because I'm scared that there's always a ghost down the hallway. Yeah. And it, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Because like when I was a kid, too, like a lot of the uh, like my elders would tell me, hey, don't go peeing on that little pile of mud <laughs> or or. Um, that bush over there because there's a spirit there. If you pee on that spirit, it's gonna, you know, they're gonna make your your penis rot off. Oh my god! I don't know. I can't even Talk remember. Talk about toxic Asian culture. I don't think it's toxic per se, right? <laughs> it's just a way to like keep you from peeing in public. Yeah, I think, and you know, being being a good human being in general, but. That's kind of an amusing way to make you not do that instead of, oh, that's unsanitary. Oh, that's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, you should not reveal yourself in public yeah. like that, et cetera. It's going to smell bad. They use our, what, like the, um, don't eat the seeds of a watermelon or the watermelon will oh, ruin your yeah. stomach. yeah. Like, what the hell, man? Like, no. God, you... what was that show? Rugrats. That oh, show that ruined, yeah. Oh. He ate he ate a seed and then they show the seed traveling down into his body. And actually growing. And it's like growing. Ooh, And I'm gross. like, man, this is such a lie, but we believed it. That that link that you sent me, and I'll put that link in the show notes later. All those things are just like fantastic little stories. <laughs> you know, they're hilarious. Some of them are hilarious, and some are actually like abs- abjectly terrifying. Yeah. So I uh, I found a, a one of the resources I used for today's episode was um, an artist just put together comic strips, small comic strips um, of of fears, and it's very unusual. I, I think the one that says um, this one, I do think, and it's a small fear that comes into my stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, but like whenever you get off the elevator, I tend to move just a quick faster because I'm scared <laughs> the elevator will drop and cut me in half. You know, if you think about it, like, I mean, it's, it's certainly possible. And that's what's like really terrifying about these yeah. things. Everything, all these fears, irrational fears that we have. It's irrational to the point, uh, to a point, because it's improbable. It's not impossible. Mm -hmm. These things could happen in some in some multiverse reality or whatever, right? (laughs) Marvel. And okay, this this has happened. This will happen in some other place. And that's like one of those things where no matter no matter how many times you keep telling yourself that the likelihood of this happening are is very very slim. Yeah, but it could still happen. Yep. And that's what we all hone in on. That's what I hone in on. Like, I know that if I don't get, oh, here's a good one. Um, and I don't know if this is actually true, but I I remember being told if you don't get a splinter out of your hand, 
eventually it's going to make its way up your arm, down into your stomach, and then a tree will grow. Oh, geez, that's rough. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was thinking like- That's worse than the, that's way worse than the watermelon thing. I, my mind went somewhere else entirely. I thought oh, it was going to be like, oh, it's going to get, it's going to dig deeper into your veins, into your bloodstream, and then go to your heart, and it's going to pierce your heart. Oh, my God. Like, wow, that, that's dark, you know? That's like, dark. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I guess I guess that one's not nearly as. I mean, you're both gonna you're gonna die in each scenario yeah. either way, so it's still bad. Highly improbable. Highly improbable, but not impossible. And then the paranoid in you says, "Yeah, but it could still happen." It could still happen, and then now you have to do something about it, right? Yeah. Oh. Oh. I love fears. I don't. I don't know what it is, but I. I don't know if it's like I love Halloween. I love. I love. So you're saying you love moo-moos? No, I don't. Oh, but that's a fear. Here's the thing about about moo-moos. Ghosts. Here's the thing about ghosts. Uh I don't know. It probably is a combination of my upbringing and watching The Exorcist and The Conjuring and all of that where I think, okay, yeah, these are real. Like the based on a true story parts of a scary movie. Oh, yeah, that's Like, true. you watch so many of those movies and then it just, based on a true yeah. story, based on a true story, and you're like, yeah, there could be a ghost at the end of my hallway. Absolutely. So with that being said, I will admit that when I do wake up in the middle of the night, because the way my house is configured, my our master bedroom is at the end of the hallway, and we keep our door open. Oh, you do? For air circulation. You have ventilation. That's, we just, what, that's uh, built into the house for. So whenever I get up out of bed, yeah, I actually, will go wait. to the bathroom. Sorry, I, I I bitch and moan about it, but I do the exact same thing at my house. So <laughs> I, I don't know why I was like so extra about it. Sorry. Like you just kind of look. So I get up, go to the bathroom, and as I'm coming back, I'll just glance down the hallway. And then what do you see? Nothing. What's the scariest thing you perceive when you do look at that open door? Like what is what what do you what it would what would be the scariest thing for you to see? So, um, basically a shadow because we have that. I don't know if you remember. A shadow of what? Oh my God. I hope it's. I need you to like spell this out for me in excruciating detail. I hope, I, what I hope is, I hope it's the shadow of like, I don't know, Mickey Mouse, but. What? I don't know. That's like, that's the positive hope. No. But- <laughs> Mickey Mouse at your, you know, at your the threshold cons- of your bedroom at like three in the morning. I should be concerned overall, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, how the hell did you get in my house? Yeah. What the f- <laughs> Maybe that's why they call this irrational fears. Yeah. Um, no, there's the way my house, there's a little nightlight at the top of the stairs. That yes, comes I, I do on. remember that, yeah. Yeah, so we have that for Mia, for the dog. Sure. Um, but the way it, it shines its light as if you're coming up the stairs, I can see your shadow. And my fear is that I will see like just somebody there that isn't supposed to be there. I'm really nervous already. Are you sweating? I'm just, I just got like a funny feeling in my stomach. Actually, okay. So wait, 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 just before we move on, let me just say that like the entire time I was staying at your house, that door was closed. I'm sure it was closed for privacy, but I'd like to imagine that sometimes if I had known this when I was there, and you guys had left it open, I would just casually walk up at three in the morning. Because there are nights I went to bed at like four or five in yeah. the morning, right? Yeah, I know. 
<laughs> Shut up. Because <laughs> I hear you shuffling in the morning and I realize, oh my God, it's already morning. I need to go to bed. So but, you'd run upstairs and pretend you were asleep? Shut up, yes. <laughs> no, then if, if I had known this was what's going on at your house, I would walk up to your door and then just stand there Listen, and man. wait for you to wake up and feel that there's a presence. And then you'd see my silhouette and you would just absolutely freak out. Here's why you startle easily. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. You startle easily because you're on my territory. I would know. I would know. If I didn't, you'd feel real bad because I keep a I keep a like a bar next to my bed. So I mean you 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 know <laughs> you know what my general silhouette kind of looks like. I have yeah. a collection of onesies where I can throw that shape off. Well, you better hope that they are padded because I will hit you. <laughs> <laughs> you- <laughs> You would scream first, and then I'd be like, Rachel, that way is me, it's me, it's me. I don't know. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I'd scream. You know, that's like one of those things where this you have f- like a nightmare, yeah. and in your nightmare, you can't scream or you can't run and you're frozen. I don't know. Maybe I'd scream internally and then beat you, but I don't wow. know. Wow. Okay. But okay. So, like, you've had those dreams where you were fighting, right? Have you ever thrown punches and then it just feels like it's you're punching through jello or something? No, I have I have had the recurring nightmares where I'm frozen. Oh, that's and bad. and you can't and and there's nothing you can do and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that sucks. Um, I I don't know. I think I'm a pretty good dreamer. So I I have the dreams where you fall over or like what is it? You trip in your dreams and then you like shake. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you just violently wake yeah. up. Like, oh my god, what the hell? That's I think that's the falling, the falling yeah. feeling or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I've had a recurring one where I was in the in the scream movie, and every time he was about to stab me, I'd wake up, but I could feel it in my stomach oh, where rip. he stabbed me. Oh, oh, that's actually wow, terrifying. That sucks. Yeah, yeah. I but I I love those movies so much. <laughs> I can't remember what it is. I had a actually I think it was on a Thursday night in going into Friday morning. I had a scary dream, and I. I had this realization that I was going to die in this dream. Oh God! Yeah, and, and the movie's you know, I'm, not I'm, even over yet. Yeah, I'm like stuck in this corner, and I know that you know the killer or whatever force, the terrifying thing that's out there, is going to kill me if it sees me, and I'm gonna be seen. And so I just woke. I forced myself to wake up because I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> and you, didn't you know, even wait to see what happens. No, why? I don't want to die. <laughs> not in my dream. <laughs> You know, because it's like the Matrix. You die in the Matrix, you die in real life. Oh, my God. I can't. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was jacked in, and so I had to call out. Anyway, point being is that I woke up in a sweat, and it was like 3 in the morning, and uh, yeah. yeah, no, not cool. Broke up my sleep cycle, so or my whatever. And then you can't fall asleep for the day, and then you're like, your whole day is ruined. Yeah, yeah. yeah I felt I've like, had a lot I felt of like trash. Yeah. So I've I had, had a lot of those. Yeah, I had a long to-do list uh, yesterday, but then I got to maybe like half of it. And all, one, <sighs> all because of one little nightmare ruined everything. Yeah, I was also a little lazy, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. I'll, I'll I'll scratch it up to the nightmare. Now, they do say that between, I think they say either 2.15 or 3.15 in the morning is supposed to be the devil's hour. Oh. Where it's supposed to be, like, if you wake up or you've had a nightmare, it's supposed to be some kind of, like, evilness is around you. Does the devil account for daylight savings? Is What's going on there? <laughs> I'm just saying it changes it's a good thing this is a lighthearted episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Okay, okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, so, like, what actually would be your biggest fear? If you had to identify one, or maybe two, sure, what's the fear? 
Um, I think like the fear being that it's the end all be all. Sure. Probably losing my loved ones. Um, Uh. Maybe losing my loved ones because, and I say that as a base because then I feel like that leads to the fear of being alone. Ah, okay. And I think that, and I've had this nightmare before and it has ruined my day because it was like a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. But, you know, my, uh, my fear would be I lose absolutely everybody in my circle, family and friends included, right? That sucks, yeah. And then I am just alone. So not like apocalyptic alone in the world, but I'm alone. Yeah. And that's a scary, that's a scary fear. That's a fear. So it's funny that you do mention the loneliness portion because I do share that same fear with you, but mm-hmm. I think it's on a, a, a maybe a different level or a different manifestation of it because I do have two really big fears. Okay. Right. One's psychological is the other one is physical in a sense, right? The, the physical one is I'm afraid to go blind. Interesting yeah. and very specific. Yeah, exactly. Right. Why? Uh, well, that means I can't play video games anymore. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. That's... <laughs> Well, that's a big part of it. But like so much of our day-to-day life is so reliant on vision. So if that's all taken away, it's going to be very hard for me to adjust, especially at this point in life, like later on in life, to adjust to being blind or having severely impaired vision. And people do it. People absolutely like make it work. And I'm just terrified of what life on the other side of that yeah. is going to look like. Oh, <laughs> look like it doesn't even feel right. How How the life after blindness is going to be. Yeah. See, know? the question, you know, those, those, you know, the silly would you rather questions that you're playing, hanging out at the bar with some friends, the would you rather be blind or deaf? See, I choose blindness. I'd rather be blind. Oh, dang. I'd rather um, be deaf, yeah. And the reason is because I, I know my circle and I know my circle well enough to... You know, when you're reading a book, you're you're obviously I won't be able to read a book, but you're reading these descriptions and you're visualizing it in your head. I don't need my eyesight for that. So I trust my circle and it is putting a lot of weight on my circle. I know that. But um, I would rely on the descriptions that I'm given to kind of continue and adjust. And so I I'd, I'd, I'd pick blindness over deafness. Yeah, no, it's definitely deafness. That's fine. Interesting. Because yeah, I can read. What about you know? music? I've lived enough of my life to, and I've been exposed to enough sound mm-hmm. that I'm I'm content with it. I can, I can draw on those memories. I can recall, you know, what pop slash hip hop slash R and B, whatever, or what bells sound like, yeah. what a, a flowing stream sounds like. Interesting. You know, and I'm okay with that, but. To be able to operate on a day-to-day basis without eyesight? Ooh, no, God, no. I'd like to still drive. I probably can't drive deaf, but, you know, whatever. Uh, I'd still like to be able to to read. Mm-hmm. I'd still very much like to be able to watch TV. I, and I, I watch TV with captions all the time anyway, even know, with my hearing. crazy. Well, get out of here. It's because I can't see very fast. You can't read I see fast very enough. far. No, I can't see very far. That's okay. What is that? Near, nearsightedness is uh, you can't see far? I think so. Yeah. What can't you can't see far? I have astigmatism. Oh. Anyway, sorry. The other fear is the psychological one, which is okay. yeah, the the fear of loneliness, but not in the sense where I lose my circle. It's the fear of just not having anyone close enough, like for for physical company to 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 share the my burdens with, right? Uh, mm-hmm. My life's burdens with, and to be able to. Really, the, the the minutia of life, the stuff that you have with Marcus, right? Yeah. That, that 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 little thing at the end of the day where 
this is my life and I'm sharing it with you. Yeah. It's, it's hard to put it into words, I'd, uh, for me at least right now. But that's something that's so natural and so uh, ingrained and built into your life already mm-hmm. that it's kind of hard for you to imagine what life would be like without it. Yeah. Right. And I just don't have that period. Yeah. And I'm afraid I will never have that. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my big fears right now, too, actually. So, and I'm afraid that I'm going to make it to 70, 80, and I'll never have it. I'll never, ever have it. Yeah. So that's that's my other big fear. I think that's, um, for me, I've taken all of that and I've sort of invested that into my circle. That's why mm-hmm. I need all of you guys. Yeah. I don't know if that helps because what I want to say will do that with your circle, find your circle and you know, I mean, I don't think, I don't think my circle knows, well, until now, but I don't think my circle know, knew that I was putting this much weight on them. Yeah. But maybe you do that. Maybe you help alleviate that fear and it just, that way you will always have somebody, but that's kind of, in a weird way, that's why but, my fear is losing everybody. But that's the thing though, because like my kind of, the, the fear that I have of not having that kind of intimacy is not yeah. an intimacy I can have with my closest right. peers, my closest right. professional peers and my closest, um, like my best friend is also a naval officer, right? And like we, we, we connect on a, a human level, not a personal level. That's not just based on the fact that we share a profession, mm-hmm. right? And even then, I'm still not going to be burdening him with, hey, man, you want to cuddle at the end of the day? Yeah, not, no, not, I know. not because it's like a homophobic thing, but because like no, like there's 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 connotations, and then there there are certain meanings to hey, I just want to like lay around and cuddle at the end of the day. Like yeah. no, that, that doesn't have to be sexual. It is a it is a comfort mechanism, mm-hmm. right? And I'm not gonna place that and burden him with it per se because that kind of intimacy has a romantic element to it. Yeah, and I definitely am not invested romantically with into him, right? So you need that somebody that can give you that romantic element, or yes. that just that missing element. You can invest all you want in yeah. your circle, yeah, and I do, but there right? will still be a missing part that one particular person needs to give. You. Absolutely, there you go. No, yeah. I get it. I get, I get it. Yeah. I can understand that. And the fear is, I'm never going to find. But you know, I, I mean, and you know me, I've I've said this a lot. I think mm-hmm. we're the we're the change. We're the ones that. We, as in you yourself, yeah. you're the only one that can change that. So, yeah. um, and I think it's, I think you just keep trucking along as, as cliche and as, you know, honestly, as how stupid as that sounds, yeah, but it is what it is. And until then, you know, I've got like a bunch of friends over there in the rack behind you. So he's talking about his wine bottles. Yes. His liquid friends. <sighs> so, um, yeah, I th- think that may be actual fears right do yeah. you get scared otherwise no, these, i think these are reasonable slash absolute fears uh i mean otherwise everything all other fears i don't think they're irrational and i don't think they're like life-threatening or they don't stop life like i'm afraid when i'm at sea for example i'm afraid i'm going to collide with another ship but there are ways for me to deal with that. There, I have radar. I have lookouts. I have other sailors on the ship who can help me out and identify, oh, there's a threat this way. Or there's mm-hmm. a problem. There's there's shallow water in that direction, sir, says the navigator, mm-hmm. says the quartermaster, right? There there are things that can mitigate those fears. Mm-hmm. And for, for the, a lot of the irrational ones, there's no way to do that, right? So, Yeah, I think the paranoid in me will always say, Rachel... It may not happen. And then the other half is like, the paranoid is saying, well, yeah, but it could. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 
Like, oh, you know what? There, there is a there is a Chinese vessel about two thousand yards away. They, oh they, they could just leave us alone entirely. But you know, it only. But they takes, might not. They might not. It only takes a second for them to swivel their gun five degrees to port yeah. and then pull the trigger. Yeah. And it's all over. All it takes is just a few shots, and uh, it'll be too late. We'll be on the back foot, and it's it's all over. It's like, seconds. Literal I already seconds. don't like. For example, I already don't like roller coasters, but I'll get on them. I'll get on them. But then there's always the small chance, like this bar could release <laughs> oh, yeah. like right now is there wasn't there a final destination yeah and it was a very this? terrifying movie it was awesome it was very terrifying so yeah there's a roller coaster in universal studios and i promise you you get on the car the car does not stop moving it's it's slowing down you get in it's a two-seater oh wait wait wait. you you hop on while it's still rolling yeah. forward oh it doesn't yeah, yeah. stop it doesn't to, stop whoa so it's still you know it's moving slow enough to sure. get you in and uh once it leaves the um safety of the house or wherever it yeah, is. Yeah, the, the loading platform, let's the say. The loading platform. Yeah. I'm not kidding you. It goes straight up at a 90 degree angle. Gross. So we're all in line. We as in me and Marcus. And um, I'm like, all right, this is the first time I'm doing it. I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. I've done roller coasters before. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I've done the ones where the floor disappears after the loading dock and you're all strapped in. Yeah, those um, are the best. I do because it can, it may happen. I always push the bar, like, cut off my circulation, shove it in. Oh, you're, like, really, really snug in there. Yeah. I don't want to be loose, okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's, that's the irrational fear playing, right? Because if you're loose, that means there's I'm enough room for you to out. slip out. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the bars don't even have to lift. Yeah, you have to be clamped in. Yeah. Cut off my circulation. But, Ooh. ma'am, it's too tight. I don't care. <laughs> I don't want to die today. So, we're getting into the car, and... John Don, I'm expecting to see the the over like clamp it in, push it in hard. Mm-hmm. No, sir. It is one lap bar. Oh, no way. That's it. Thinking, That's the only restraint. I look at this bar and I look at Marcus and he's like trying not to laugh. And he's like, what's wrong? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I can just picture his face. That's awesome. Yeah. And we, when we do the family trip to Florida, we will be doing this because it was a Hell very yeah. fun roller coaster. It was just absolutely terrifying. Mm-hmm. So the poor attendant was like, all right. And I'm like pushing it in further. It doesn't go any further. So I'm loosey goosey in this in this seat. And then, you know, you get out of the loading station, you're going straight up. And at one point, Marcus said, I didn't hear you while we were going up. So I wasn't <laughs> sure what was wrong. <laughs> You stopped breathing. You stopped, stopped existing. Yeah. Uh, so, like you, the, your soul left your body. Yeah. yeah. No, I. there was a moment in my life where I took a pause. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's another good fear? Um, oh, I always have a fear of water, but I can't. The the bodies of water where I can't see underneath. Oh, the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah so um, just the bodies of water where I can't see. And, you know, then I think... Um, my mind just starts to wander like, okay. something slips past your legs. Yeah, something touches you. What's that? Who's the guy? It's not Michael Myers. It's Jason who came out of the water. And oh, yeah, he, yeah, like, yeah, pulled yeah. you the down. The guy with the mask, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they all have a mask, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, the, the hockey mask, dude. Yep. Yep. So I always have a fear that he's underneath there. Or if I'm at the beach and I can't see my feet, I'm like, yeah, shark's coming right now. That's what's happening. I'm going to get eaten by a shark. That's how I go. But I mean, like, what, is there even anything you could do about these fears? Is there anything you could like, I like to have how do you convers- address it? I like to have conversations with myself. Okay. <laughs> just, 
Rachel, Rachel, it's not real. Rachel, it's going to be okay. But it is real. No, it's not. None of it is. None of it ever is. I think that may be another fear is I actually have a fear of death. Ah. Um, most a violent people, kind of death, or uh, no? What kind of death? I um, choking on a pistachio kind of death. Oh or? my god! I hope I go out better. That'd be so embarrassing. It's that, okay. I, I will never. I will not fail to put that on your like gravestone or in your epitaph. Yeah, please. Yeah, like you could ch- go out on the toilet. Choked on a pretzel. Whoa! Died on the toilet. Oh yeah, that's true. I have had like heart tightness. So if I get the pistachio, time. you get the toilet. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, we'll if I die, then. if I die before you, go ahead and embellish and put. I some, will not do that to put you. Some ridiculous crap on my. Because I, I'm a kind person. Could you at least make it cool? Like, <sighs> if I died in like the, the the care home, an elderly care home, could you at least say like at least he died while, you know, raiding in World of Warcraft or something, doing something he loved. Oh my god! But you know, no, yeah. I'm not saying that. It would be so cool. It would be so badass. But. <laughs> I do have I do have a fear of death where it has almost and again have a conversation with myself because when I do think about it it's my chest just like my heart stops moving yeah and I get really it's it's just a different level of nervousness and um, it's not about how I go out I think it's just when people say I don't want to live forever I don't want to see my loved ones die and, and I'll live forever. Um, that's not necessarily what I mean. I would live forever in this moment, probably between the ages of 21 so I can drink and probably now. I'd, so I would live forever. 25, 26. Yeah. Something around that. Okay. Cause I read, an, uh, not a read, I, on my Google newsfeed, whatever, there was this article saying that, uh, they polled a few thousand people and said that if they were to live forever, the ideal age to stay at for eternity is 36. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I haven't made it there yet. No, You'll I, get there before I, me. I'm almost there. And You'll I, get there before me. I'm actually kind of okay with that. That's not too bad. No, but I, I just think that, you know, maybe I'll just encompass that my 20s and my 30s. Well, I guess I shouldn't say 30s since I'm only You 30. literally just hit it. <laughs> God, man. Your 30s are literally, what, two months old? I know. Okay. Well, <sighs> okay, fine. My 20s and my 30s have been fantastic and I would live forever. I would repeat those years. I wouldn't, I don't, there's nothing that I, you know, I have no regrets for those. Um, in my vows, mm-hmm. I did say, I said, cause at the time we were living in the tiny basement, it was just me and Marcus and the turtle. And I told him, you know, I'd live forever in this moment in our tiny basement with the dog and the turtle. Yeah. I could, I could skip my twenties. That's not too bad. I'm af- I'm afraid of death. That means it's it's over. I love life way too much, um, and I love you guys, and I love my circle. I love everything that I'm doing, um, and and the thought of death. I would prefer not to be in a box in the ground, um, but that just means you're it. That's so, it. Okay, so so I'm gonna have two follow up questions. One sure. one a little heavier than the other. If you don't want to be buried, what do you want us to do with your remains? Um. If Can I like chop you up and feed you to to cast or I something? I was going to ask you to cremate me. <laughs> oh, oh, that's very considerate. Yeah, yeah. I'd sure. like to be cremated, and I'd Can like. Can I throw you in a volcano instead? What are you doing, dude? That's so cool. That's metal. I'm f- definitely putting diet on a toilet on yours. <laughs> <laughs> you can't because my ashes will be spread at sea. So there is no epitaph. It's just go to the ocean, and that's where I am. 
I'm just tell kidding. everybody you died on the toilet. You can dump my ashes down a toilet bowl. That's okay. I too. would not do that. <laughs> if I go- <laughs> that means that every time you go to the toilet, anywhere you go, you'll think of me. <laughs> That's awful. I'm what? Just, I'm just saying, like, oh, John John left this planet in the toilet. That's, That's terrible. Actually, okay, that's actually pretty gross. That's anyway. the same way goldfish leave this planet. If I go before Marcus, I told him, <laughs> I said, look, I don't want you to be alone. So depending on when I go, make sure you find somebody else. But listen, Mia's going to go on her business trip before me. So keep me next to Mia. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right. <laughs> gross uh, no, the, <laughs> now here's the thing though the, the the second question this one is the heavier one the slightly more philosophical one is mm-hmm. that like in, in a lot of eastern philosophies they they always talk about how fear shapes and controls and dictates a lot of elements of your life and since you have the what seems like this overwhelming fear of death how do you how do you perceive that that has changed or how that has shaped the decisions that you make how has that affected the way you live I don't think it has, but I think the older I've gotten, the two months I've been 30, yeah, um, the more I've realized that, you know, I think I'll refer back. There's always the little paranoid in me that says, or I'm sorry, there's the realistic part that says, mm, this irrational fear, it's unlikely it'll happen. It's very improbable the elevator shaft You are going to die you. someday, though. Yeah. Then you have the paranoid saying, well, it could happen. The elevator shaft could drop on you. What I'm trying to say is it has not changed, but the more realistic part of me has a louder voice. Um, it hasn't changed because I do find myself taking being careful with things that I do. Like not, le- not leaving the hot pot or not leaving the uh, slow cooker on at your house while nobody's there? Yeah. That's, that's an irrational fear. Well, um, I do the realistic part of me, the realistic grounded part of me, I'll say it that way, as a louder voice, the older I got, you know, Rachel, if you, if you drive in the rain, yeah, it could happen. You could get into a car crash, but you know what? You got to get home. Um, kind of have to pitch power through it, right? Or, uh, what makes me think of one when we were walking to go get lunch, you know, that when for context, we're in the city, you know, the grates over, I'd never walk on those. I never walk on those because I'm afraid they'll just cave in, and then there you go. I'm I'm I fall into my depth. And <laughs> okay, so that's that's the way that some fears have shaped your day. Yeah, so I think that now, in a weird way, I have a more balanced approach to things. So. Okay, well, that's fair. Yeah, that's not too bad. Um, but I mean, fears are. I think they've actually, I think in a way they've consumed me. <laughs> really? That, okay, so that, that's something that's that does kind of tie into like what I had asked, right? Yeah. Because uh, there, there is fear. Some fears are good. Some fears definitely not, right? And the ones that do dominate your day-to-day, dominate the way you live your life and prevent you from living a life, any kind of life, that's a bad fear. Mm-hmm. You know, and I hope that's not something that you or I have to ever deal with. I hope not because, I mean, hell, we're only 30. You're 30. Yeah, you're old. I'm old. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think what, what John John's saying is I just don't. I uh, For me, I'll admit, and I have no problem admitting that, I think that I have allowed fear to consume me and has um, sort of taken control over some of my daily routines and how I've grown as a person. But I don't want to be the person that the person the care. I don't want to be the character in the movie that lives by herself and never opens the curtains. And you don't want to be that old guy from Up. 
Yeah. Ooh, God. Still a better love story than Twilight. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. So I don't want to be that person. I mean, fear is fear. It's always going to be there. There's always going to be the ghost at the end of the hallway. Ooh, rip. <laughs> so with all that being said thank you for joining us this episode hope we um didn't scare you too much or made you too much of a paranoid but we will catch you guys next time okay so like a small aside i wonder if your our mics picked up that uh that old siren the fire truck i, I think. heard it in my phone yeah i heard it too so phone. i think or i mean my headphones. Uh, headphones yeah yeah yeah. i heard it too and i'm like oh yay city life <laughs> you don't have this problem in the suburbs no it's very quiet yeah f you it's fine <laughs> no it's cool it's the sounds of the city anyway moving back to the fears